0: Good morning, good afternoon. This is David Robert for the Marketplace of Ideas podcast. We're doing a little in-car episode today. Don't worry, I'm on a headset, so it might look kind of crazy to the people that are driving past me. But I'm on my way to the city to visit some family. I thought I would take this time to talk about a little something that's been bothering me. The last little bit here. But before we do, just want to let people know that as you are looking for the Marketplace of Ideas podcast. We're everywhere you can find your podcast from Apple to Stitcher to Google Play. You name it, you can find us. So look for us there at the Marketplace of Ideas podcast. We've got a lot of great stuff coming the way that's coming. So today we're going to be talking about something that I saw in the news recently. If kind of fell down a little bit of a rabbit hole in part to some of the comments that have been left on various I guess you could say, uh, videos that I follow. And in particular, it had to do with the form or the idea of cancel culture. Um, I don't know if any of you are aware of this sort of phenomenon that has been reinstated in the zeitgeist or within the state of of modern-day culture within the last 20 or so years. We've seen it really proliferate and Develop into something into where it's really causing a lot of pain and a lot of heartache for a lot of people out there. Now, preferably, when you think of cancel culture, you think of somebody being ostracized from a community or from a, a said social group because of their views, political, religious, social, or otherwise. It could be something that a person says in regard to race, color, gender. Um, it could be perceived as misogynistic or just being old-timey, you know, or something that, you know, nobody really talks about anymore. And over the last few years, we saw three very real instances of it, and now we're kind of seeing it used against people in every form you could think of to get rid of people who have, you know, dissenting views against what is deemed as proper etiquette within culture, within pop culture, as it stands. So the first example I had was looking back, actually. I wanted to take a little step back and look at the early 90s. And anybody that's as old as I am would remember that in the 90s, Ellen DeGeneres, who is a talk show host that basically took over the reins from Oprah, was um, was a comedian. And she, as most comedians do, she got herself a, a talk show, uh, not a talk show, but a... Um, but a sitcom, I believe it was on either NBC or NBC or ABC. But it was the Ellen DeGeneres show, and there are always whispers and rumors of whether or not she was, you know, gay. Is she or wasn't she? Is she or is she not? And back in the day, particularly in the 80s and the 90s, even a whisper that you were that you were not heterosexual, that you didn't have, um, you know, a partner who was a male or female, and you were the opposite, could be a career killer. You know, people such as Rock Hudson, if I'm not mistaken, took his secret to his grave and he was a a major Hollywood star. And so it wasn't uncommon to have people have a beard and be married, but live their own life in in their own truth, basically, and how they felt it it made them uh, made it more tolerable to actually live a double life, which has got to be one of the most stressful things ever. But these people were able to do it. And so Ellen, on one of her shows in particular, I I forget what episode it was, but Oprah Winfrey was in her dream, and it was basically an episode where she basically spoke into the the checkout. um, uh, Basically, when you're at a a grocery store and they need to do a price check, they did a price check, and she spoke into the speakerphone and said that she's gay. And shortly after that, a whole firestorm of stuff came out from right-wing, conservative you know, pundits and groups and family, um, family, uh, I guess you could say representatives for media, basically came out and and tore her down. And it it was too early within America's, and I'd even say the the West's um, sort of sensibilities to see somebody who was gay, to have healthy, nurturing, loving relationships. That was just beyond the the peer view of any of... uh, executives and things of that nature, and because you have to realize, too, that a good majority of programming at the time period was watched by families, and a lot of families were not representative of a homosexual, transgender, LGBTQ community. It was still something that was said in sort of hushed tones, you know, we didn't talk about it, you know, uh, that that was the time period where um, Bill Clinton put forth the initiative in the Army, Don't Ask, Don't Tell, so there was a lot of, of shame. Right And so Ellen deGeneres comes out, she speaks her truth, she says who she is, and she is subsequently kicked right out of there, right She is sent on the first thing smoking out, and it was devastating for her. She said she went through a period of depression, she went through a period of real heartache, you know, and it took her years to get back into the public's good graces and you know get into movies like um, Finding Nemo and then having her own highly acclaimed, um, talk show. Now her talk show has come under fire for, you know, aspects and and allegations of being an unsafe work environment, particularly with her own attitude towards people. But that not being stated, she's still on the air. But back then in the nineties, she was, she, she was, she was dropped real quick. Um, another example of, of cancel culture, within the early stages of of, uh, the modern-day version of cancel culture was Bill Maher. Right after, I don't know if any of you used to watch the show Real Time with Bill Maher, Bill Maher is a comedian slash commentary of, he's he's a critic of culture. And he had a show called Real Time with Bill Maher. And in 2001, the horrendous attack that took place in 9-11, where people, um, terrorists, hijacked airplanes and drove them right into the World Trade Center, Made world news across across the globe, and that's all anyone could talk about for a period of of months on end. And it was during the Bush administration, and there was no shortage of hatred and vitriol for our Muslim our Muslim folks, people from Saudi Arabia. I had friends who wouldn't wear their hijabs out, and if they had Middle Eastern surnames, they would go by you know their Canadian or American names, and so on and so forth. And it was it was a real It was a real interesting time. So Bill Maher basically made a statement by saying, and I'm paraphrasing here, that people who would lob uh, bombs with drones hiding thousands of miles away were cowards. But people who had enough courage to fly planes into buildings, they had real courage. And now this was being said while the towers were still smoking, like they were still getting whatever body parts they could out of it. And people were still in the shock that somebody... Or someone would have enough cojones To do that to America And um What took place after Was a Firestorm and when I say firestorm I mean people wanted this man's head They wanted him dead And subsequently They they didn't kill him right But they definitely killed his career and for a long Period of time It was very hard for him to get work it was very hard for him to Find his voice again but you know, as, as all things, time heals all wounds. And he was able to get back into the good graces of people. And, I mean, there are people alive now that are fans of his that don't even know what happened. Same with Ellen, right? You know, and then the third example that I saw, uh, just looking back, was the Dixie Chicks. Uh, the Dixie Chicks had made a statement. They are a country trio group. They still record uh, as of today. And they had said some very, um, very mild things against President um, Bush. Uh, The second, the second Bush. (laughs) They said that they were ashamed that he was from Texas because of the war that had been started in Afghanistan. And as Dick Cheney had said, the war to end all wars, you know. And so they were just stating their opinion and they got lambasted. They got just woo just flogged, tarred, and feathered by conservative media groups, by country music stations, by Clear Channel, if I believe the, the channel was right, that, that handled radio and television. And this was before the Internet again was really a thing. Before Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all the things that we take for granted right now were standard in our in our pop culture narrative. And so there was really nowhere else to go. If you had a record company, if you got if you a record deal... If you had a um, a book deal, if you had a radio program, TV, back in the day, it was just magazine, radio, TV, movies. There wasn't a lot of ways to get your content, your message, your story out there. And if you were canceled by Warner Brothers or ABC or Disney, you were like blackballed. Like it was very, very difficult to find work and to and to actually get out there. You know. And so, um, one of the, the, the the tough aspects of, of, um, of looking at this sort of thing is realizing how vindictive, how malicious, and just how, just how hurtful cancel culture has become. And so I said all that to kind of set the framework to, to kind of say, Hey, you know what, like We've seen in the past how damaging cancel culture is. Now, let's be clear. Ellen DeGeneres, Bill Maher, the Dixie Chicks, what they said was their own opinion. And regardless of whether or not a broad spectrum of society or people at the time thought it was appropriate to say that, they said what they said, you know, and we fast forward now to the year 2022. Where it seems we haven't really gotten past the idea that a person within a, dom- a democracy, within a open society, can have an opinion that is different and you know far removed from my own, All right? And we look at the modern day people who have tried to have been canceled or who were successfully quote unquote canceled. People like Kevin Hart, who had, had um, I think homophobic tweets uh, two or three years ago, and was now you know, kicked off of the Oscars from hosting it. We look at people such as Joe Rogan who have millions of followers and I, if if the number serves me correct, has tens of millions of downloads of his podcast per month and he's had various views on coronavirus and various views on Black Lives Matter and things of that nature that have run afoul of the, um, quote unquote, the elites or people who are in charge of, of said, um, you know, things of that nature. Now the difference with 2022 versus 1995 or 97 or 2001 is the internet. And before where all you had was maybe a handful of networks, movies, and those networks also controlled movies and radio and television. Now you have YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, um, WhatsApp, You have email, you have newsletters, you have uh, podcasts, you have online radio. And then on top of that, you have movies and print and signs and everything else. So there's multitudes of ways to get your message out there and to have people respond to what you're doing. And the crazy thing is, is that even with all of these avenues, people are still trying to pile on to get, you know, Joe Rogan. Or people like recently with Will Smith, where he, he slapped Chris Rock, which I... I thought it was just, I couldn't even believe it, but after seeing it, you're like, oh my gosh. But you see these sort of things happen, and the call is cancel them, or get rid of them, or have them lose everything, right? And there's a right way and a wrong way to do this. Um, The right way is we saw what happened with Game of Cards, with Kevin Spacey, where Kevin Spacey's character was subsequently, um, like, murdered, basically on the show um Kevin Spacey in i forget um what the character's name on House of Cards was but his in real life Kevin Spacey had been accused of sexual assault and some pretty pretty grotesque and heinous 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 things um in his real life and so because of that you know people said called for his show to be canceled called for him to get you know get the boot and which is what happened but You have to also think about it. When you cancel, quote unquote, somebody, when you take away someone's livelihood, when you stop them from making a living, it's not in a vacuum, right? And so what happens is a lot of times if I'm running a show, let's say the Marketplace of Ideas podcast, I get a staff and I decide to say something against trans people or whatever, which I never would, but let's say if I did that. And people are like, cancel his show, get his podcast taken off a spot off anchor off of Spotify, get his YouTube channel revoked, get all of his means of reaching out to people, you know, destroyed. Okay, that might hurt you, that might hurt me, but the reality is, there's a lot of people that work under, under with Joe Rogan or with Kevin Spacey or with House of Cards, and just because the head guy said something or was caught with a hooker in his, in his bed or, you know, was caught with watching, you know, I don't know, like um, something that was pretty, pretty gross and disturbing, why do they have to suffer? Why do they have to lose their way to support their family or support... You know, themselves And so what they did on the show Is they killed off his character And they inserted his wife Into the Into the role of um, Of, I guess, president If I'm not mistaken So There you go Right? They were able to do that But They did it in a way that showcased Yes, we, we felt what Kevin Spacey did In his real life was wrong It was it was, a, it was abhorrent We don't support that kind of behavior We think that it is evil what he was accused of. We don't want any part of it. But the show was pretty damn good. Right? The show was amazing. And the writing and everything of it was, was really great, but you, you, you risk getting rid of all of that to get your pound of flesh, to get some Old Testament justice. And the idea of it is not only disingenuous, but it's also hypocritical. Because God forbid, if everybody were to open up their secret texts or their conversations or emails or, you know, you get judged by your worst moment ever, you know, it's very easy to be, well, to be looked upon as like the worst person ever. We've all had moments where we're not at our best. We've all said things upon review we would never have said. And it's very easy to judge a person and to look down upon them and to say, you said this about gay people. You said this about women. You said this about, you know, left-wing, right-wing Christians or Muslims or whatever. And then when we're, you know, when we decide, oh, excuse me, when we decide, hey, we're going to going to move throughout life. We're going to do something. We're going to um, run for office or whatever. Then people dig it up. So Joe Rogan, a few weeks ago, he's, he was under, under scrutiny. And what had happened was somebody had dug up one of his old episodes. Now Joe Rogan has about a thousand or so episodes, right? And each one is minimum an hour. I think the longest one is like five, five or six. So it's like a round trip to Calgary, almost. Well, just there, not back. Maybe there and a half, if you're if you're speeding, right? So, they found that he said the N-word, you know. And, you know, um, a lot of people decried and said, no, Joe Rogan's got to go. You know, he's the, quote-unquote, public whipping boy right now because of his stance on COVID and his stance on vaccines and his stance on free speech and just the way that, you know, he has... The like an immense, uh, just a ridiculous, insane amount of people that follow what he says on a daily basis. And he's getting more eyes and ears on what he says and what he does than CNN and Fox News combined. Like, he's that powerful. And Spotify bought his, well, not bought, but like bought the rights to host his podcast. I think two, a year or two ago for the tune of almost 150 to 200 million. The numbers, you know, depends on who you ask and what publication you look at, but it was for a buttload of money and they didn't buy it outright. They just bought the rights to host it. Right. But Spotify has been coming under fire. Um, Neil Young uh, pulled his music off of Spotify because Spotify owns, um, the podcasting, um, sort of, uh, Platform in which he runs his his, his YouTube his um, Spotify channel off of, right? And other artists have said the same. They're like, look, get a, get us off of off of there if Joe Rogan's on there. I think Joni Mitchell as well uh, pulled her stuff off. I could be wrong. I'm I'm not. I gotta I gotta fact check that there. But they've said no. He doesn't have to fact check. He could just say whatever he wants. And to be fair, if you don't want to listen to Joe Rogan, don't listen to Joe Rogan, right? If you don't want to listen. To somebody's views that are ultra right wing and full of hatred or ultra-liberal or Scientology or whatever the case is, you don't have to listen to it. You could turn it off. Right now, if, if it's something that's trying to incite violence and hatred to kill people, yeah, maybe you may you may wanna you may wanna say, look, I don't I don't necessarily want to do that and to back that kind of thing. But you could say, oh, like real talk, I don't like. I could just turn it off and not listen. There's plenty of other opinions, plenty of other people out there that I can listen to and that I can give my time and attention to that are more, are more than able to like, fill that, that part of my life that I, that, you know, I want to listen to. And so canceling Joe Rogan wouldn't stop the opinions that he has. What you need to do is you need to take those said opinions and values and beliefs you have and put them up against the fire of truth, if you would Put them up against The ideas that you have about life Or about whatever the case might be And say, look This is what I think about um, Joe Rogan This is what I think about COVID This is what I think about Any of these sort of Hot button topic issues Such as abortion and You name it And then Have meaningful debates Have meaningful discussions To where people are not just being shouted down Or being you know said, "Oh, well you're you're just a bigot and a racist and a homophobe." Now, let's be clear. There are people who are bigots and homophobes and racists, misogynists, ageists, you name it. And they will utilize a lot of this free speech talk to hurt people and to to weaponize and to victimize people. But at the end of the day, you can choose what you listen to and what you don't listen to. And if there's something that you are listening to and it brings value to you and it doesn't bring value to other people, that's on them, right? And so this idea that you can remove somebody from their their livelihood and never have them work again for just having an opinion. I'm not talking about something that's criminal. Weinstein, Bill Cosby, um, R. Kelly, people who have actually hurt other people, um, you know, caused sexual violence, um, assaults, um, war crimes, have harmed other people. There needs to be accountability right so let's say what it is there needs to be an attitude and an uh, just a mindset that says this sort of behavior is not appropriate this sort of uh, you know treatment of people society the law does not condone that and yes by all accounts they should be stripped of everything and cast out but for having an opinion so if I have an opinion about um, COVID or an opinion about, you know, transgender rights, or whatever the case might be, that's, that's a person's opinion, that's a person's thought process. If I go out and try to, you know, harm somebody, or shoot up a mall, or, you know, or stab somebody because of who they are and what they believe, and, and everything else, then that's just fundamentally wrong. There's, there's no place in an organized society, in a polite society, or even just, just a decent society for that to happen right? You can't, you can't, it's just not going to work. You know, life will de-evolve into this mess of hatred and anger and frustration and just bitterness and rage. It's it's going to allow the worst of society to make itself known. And we're we're seeing that right now. We're seeing that in real time. Dare I say, we're almost to the point now where if if I mean we're already to the to the point where if I don't believe in climate change and you know I don't believe in vaccines and I don't believe in government government and I believe in government overreach and all these things you know you can find yourself not talking to family members about this stuff right it's crazy to not I, I mean and again you can have an opinion an opinion is something everybody has and everyone should have but the idea that you can Lose your job, lose your livelihood, hell even lose your life over an opinion is is just nuts and i think I think one of the things that um I'd like to end on was uh, a long time ago I was watching p b s and there was a gentleman who was a jazz singer, a jazz musician, and he was discussing how i believe it was winston Marcellus has is is a Winston Marcellus is a out racist he Hates white people, can't stand them As far as I know, as far as I He might have changed his views, but He's not a, he's not a fan And he's, you know, and also um, He said so And Now this This gentleman I was listening to said That, you know, this 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 Winston Marcellus, is not a fan of white people That's his opinion Right, that's his opinion to have that And The other gentleman said Winston Marcellus can have that opinion, but my opinion could be not to care about his opinion. Right? That's, that's how adults handle things, right? And regardless of if it's something that, you know, might not be very popular, at the end of the day, it is still your right. Your right is to have the freedom of thought, the freedom of, of thinking. It doesn't, it doesn't escape you from the consequence of it in a said society. But it does say that, hey, you have the right to think... Whatever you like to think, and if somebody doesn't like it, oh well, that's 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 on them. But I, I think the the problem is that people they don't necessarily it's not about cancel culture, but it's about the culture of accountability and actually you know being held responsible for the words that come out of your mouth. And if you're not willing to stand by that, then that's something that you gotta work on, right? So Hopefully this is something that uh, gets you thinking, you know, Um, gets you, you know, processing um, things of that nature. And, and, you know, just kind of being able to um, just kind of look at the times we're in, you know. It's a very, very weird and weird space that we're in right now. And so anyways... Uh, hopefully this adds some value to you and until next time, take care and be good to one another out there.